Oh, here we are, everybody. Uh, Wes has paid the bills. Walter PPK, Geek Buttersnaps, and the Ugandan Giant Kamala. It is episode 10, season 4 of this podcast and of Stike, and it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding shotgun in the blueberry meat. As always, is my hunk in crime, Cinco de Mama. That's how <laughs> I really likes them. Hey, it's <laughs> how true. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, very, very well, actually. Uh, got a little bit of a, a mark here on the left. and oh, very uh, nice. Some psych here on the right. Yeah, yeah. What an episode, Billy. Today, we're talking psych season four, episode 10. You can handle this episode. <laughs> That's good. And for those of you on the audio version, Doc just did the John Cena, you can't see me. All right, Mike, can you say, can't see me? Let me get up. Because it's green, and so all you can see is the pineapples. Here we go. It's on the screen. We got a Swaggins interruption. How are we doing, Kiddo? See, look, right there. <laughs> I love you. Oh my god, she she loves that. She loves that my shirt is green with the pineapple. So all you see is my head, my luscious <laughs> V of chest pubes, my little stern bush here, oh, yeah. and then just random floating pineapples. <laughs> that was continuing to be the cutest podcast, uh, even though we're on it. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah, this this is a fun episode, Billy. This one. Um, stars a run of a couple of WWE superstar appearances here with John mm-hmm. Cena playing Ewan O'Hara, Juliet's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know him from such uh, things as the WWE and from Suicide Squad. Peacemaker, um, of course. Peacemaker. And uh, we have a second guest star in this episode. Um, but before we dive into that, William, and before Swag gets through me off course here, tell the people about our process. Well, of course, it starts with a holla, ends with the cream skull, and if there's time in between, as always, little Thundercats. Ho! Ho! So, yeah, we, we, we jump right to the good stuff, because I, this is what this episode really, I mean, this is a, this episode stands out because of its guest stars. I mean, it's a really good story, but the two guest stars, I think, really make it. Mm-hmm. And that's John Cena, and then the other one being Robert Patrick, who plays Major General Feltz. You may know him from uh, Terminator 2. Uh, you may know him from Walk the Line, you know, uh, and I love the do his Dewey Cox counterpart. <laughs> Wrong son, dad. <laughs> also, I believe that he's in the Peacemaker TV show as John Cena's dad. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I probably oh, was. Yeah, he definitely I, is. So these guys must have some sort of uh, prior relationship. Yeah. But uh, they worked well in this episode, and they were both—they both stood out um, in this episode. Um, so, quick synopsis: I won't make you re- read it, Billy, because I know you can't. Uh... <laughs> Jesus, I'm taking it easy on me. <laughs> my bad. My, you came at me early uh, in one of the chats, so I'm just—that's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's just par for course, though. <laughs> uh, the case: Shot and Gus go undercover at a military base when Juliet's brother is accused of murdering one of his fellow officers. And what makes this episode really unique is that it's Sean, the one is the one that accuses him of murder. Which I don't think I, he ever necessarily accuses him of murder. I think he thinks no, he's involved. He's involved, but it, it, there is that that point where we get that, which I thought was a really good sort of subplot in this episode. The, the again, we're seeing more and more strife this season between Sean and Jules, and I, we get it. You know, we don't get it again until the later season in which they break up when Sean comes clean. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but so some good, some some good strife in this episode. I think for good me, good grief, Bill, if you will, Charlie. Yeah, good grief. I think what makes this episode uh, stand out a bit, obviously, is is the guest stars. But there's some good subplots um, in this episode between Sean Jules and between John, uh, John Sean and uh, Abigail. And um, this is again, this is another episode that's like it's in that that meaty part of the season. Yeah, I mean, this was a little lower probably for me. I mean, you do get that love day triangle going on a little bit. 
Um, you don't get any direct references between the two, but he does bring Abigail to the crime scene, which we'll tackle here in a oh, second. Oh, hubba hubba, by the way. I mean, she brought it to that crime scene. Sure did. And even in the uh, the uh, the hangout scene in the uh, boudoir. Yes. It's um, it's a good episode to further the story of Sean and Jules and Sean and Abigail and set up stuff for later. Some good character development for Jules. Um, everybody else kind of just hangs back. Sean has a pretty good episode overall. Solid episode. Yeah, I wasn't like blown away by it, and I did realize while watching it, it's probably one of my least viewed psych episodes of all time. Yeah, I mean, I've watched this one a ton just because of sort of where it falls in this mm -hmm. season, you know, and it's one that kind of gets played because you know we're just kind of ripping through. I I will say I I vividly remember watching this episode. I was in chiropractic school at the time and this might have been like one of the episodes i probably would have watched the most then just for some could because like there were only so many seasons out and mm -hmm. with john cena and all that so i definitely have watched this one a bunch more probably than you but i think as we go through this talking about this episode my ranking will probably come down a couple of um Pegs. not whole pineapples but you know we're gonna we'll probably end up knocking a couple chunks of pineapples off mm. Uh, by the time we get to the end of it, I mean, I liked it. It's good, but it's definitely not that that seven tier um, of no. episodes uh, for sure. So this is one where two the cold open absolutely stinks. It's nothing. It's it's point. I mean, it is there like is a funny moment between Sean and Henry, but it's got the only thing it has to do with the episode. Is that Sean's he's watching? watching he's, yeah, he's watching GI Joe's a commercial for the army, and you know Henry's trying to motivate him. And does he? Don't you want to be strong and rugged and brave like those guys? He goes no, I think I want to get into advertising. I mean, <laughs> Cole Open was dumb. Didn't he? This is one of those episodes you could have just jumped right into the action with uh, UN O'Hara and skipped the cold open altogether. Yeah, square peg round hole here. They really tried yeah. to make it fit, and it just wasn't gonna. Yeah, just didn't. It was it was pointless. So. Overall, you know, story, you know, getting into it here. Lassie and Jules are investigating a suicide. And as you mentioned just a few moments ago, Sean brings Abigail to the crime scene. Because, uh, like, well, what, where else am I supposed to bring her? We, you know, we can't go on a date because we're always, you know, on crimes. You said it didn't matter where we hung out as long as we were together. Right, exactly. And so I, I thought that was, I mean, it's kind of kind of weird, but also, like, it's par for the course for Sean, right? It's like exactly something he would do. Um, and then I love where he says, I'm 41% sure this is a murder, um, not a suicide. So Sean's just kind of doing his thing there. And, um, it feels staged right from the, right from the get go. And then I love this. This is sort of a classic psych trope where Sean will just kind of like beat something to death and it, it just gets more and more wrong. Mm. You know, every time he says it, where he says, there's no ID, there's no identification, there's no, uh, no, no card with you know square with the it goes goes id card yeah that's it right so mm -hmm. I, that was one of those like there was a bunch of like little kind of tropes like that but the comedy wasn't overwhelming in this episode no not a ton of it you get probably one of the best nicknames of all time yes especially I, according we, to us um, we probably should have looked and see did it it didn't win it did it yeah keep on snaps one right keep on snaps did one yeah jesus boom there we go <laughs> aka the hitter <laughs> So they're at a crime scene, and and so one of the you know one of the things they discover, Sean kind of has this little he sees something that's wrong with the victim's sort of throat mouth area. He's you know telling the guys to go in there and dig, and they they pull out dog tags, and uh, this now becomes uh, the military now has to get involved because uh, you know dog tags obviously being a military personnel, we learn from Ewan who we'll, we get to in a second that. When a person commits something shameful, a shameful act like a suicide, they'll swallow their dog tags, right? As opposed to having them displayed mm -hmm. out so that someone can can see, you know, and identify the body. Um, so once it becomes, a, they know that it's a military case. This is where Juliet goes. I think I might, you know, have someone that could help us out here. A cut scene to da 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 da. da, 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 da. John Cena, baby, and John Cena is doing John Cena things. Yeah, I mean, he looked like an absolute beast. He's such a freak of a human, and it's just indicated by when he's a wrestler and he wears the headbands on his fucking bicep. This guy is built 
like an absolute monster. Claims to be clean. I kind of believe him. He is like they say it even in the episode. I never knew a man so big he couldn't hide behind a plane. <laughs> I mean, it's... he he is monstrous. He's the perfect guy to play this role. It's before I think he really has his full acting chops. Oddly enough, I think he probably had one or two or three or four Marines under his belt by now. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's the perfect guy to kind of play this role. You see him, you know, running away with some sort of briefcase, knocks a guy off a jet ski, and boom, he's out of there. And then he gets a call from uh the claw in uh inspector gadget basically i fucking i always hate the man in the, the disambiguous the disambiguous the disambiguous yeah whatever it is uh ambiguous disfigured whatever you know what i'm talking about yep basically some guy just telling him you know good work and he's clearly some sort of super high level like black ops type of yeah. crazy military man yeah. so i didn't love that but it is what it is it's fine it's a storytelling device yeah i think i think you're right where it was it was right around the time there because they probably use this as a way to promote one of the marine movies that john cena had upcoming or just oh, yeah, finished probably. right and so this was a good like uh because we, we've seen this a couple of times you know the relationship between wwe and psych and usa and promoting you know characters are welcome exactly billy rizzoli and isles podcast coming 2023 um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, we get, we get that feeling. I mean, cause John Cena is a larger than life character, right? Mm -hmm. So he's gonna play a larger than life sort of character on the show, which he does. And so this is where we, you know, we get that information about swallowing the dog tags. Um, it's a sign of shame. So we're now, you know, cut scene to the station, you know, and, uh, you know, Juliet brought, has brought you in there and everyone of course is, you know, guffawing. <laughs> you know, over Cena. Uh, and they're all impressed with him, except for Sean. We know how Sean gets. I love this. Whenever there's someone there to steal the shine uh, away from Sean, he gets very, you know, as, as uh, uh, we, we, we learned in Sean, point, uh, Sean 2.0, right? He, and know, even makes... the episode before your episode with the two old guns. Yeah. You know, he kind of withdraws a little bit, makes Peter's these weird, bird. awkward jokes, right? I mean, uh, what's his name there? Uh, um, Declan, uh, Declan, Declan Rand, criminal profile. Yeah, he profiles Sean like to a T in that episode, yeah. and, and it's great. So, you know, <laughs> Sean said the liar. You're right. <laughs> Not sure those things coexist. <laughs> Social face. <laughs> but yeah, he gets pretty awkward right away, and he he and the acting back and forth between Jules and John Cena actually isn't really a clinic on. Uh, oh, it's like brutal. hallmark movie. holy hallmark. smokes i think that. it's intentionally brutal a little bit but it's hallmark movie level stuff yeah. i do like the way last someone's getting of, a noogie uh, <laughs> uh, the claw yeah, he's yeah. just straight up ripping off liar liar there too <laughs> which whatever i mean that's probably a wink and a nod at it anyways but i yeah. do like the lassie even likes him because he's a straight up military man and you know is that a walter ppk yep. yeah Yep. So uh, I'm less scary anywhere on the planet. I do kind of like that stuff. And then you get the um, more info here on the case that Sean was right. And Lassie, too, a little bit. It was so obvious even Lassie knew it was a suicide, uh, fake suicide. <laughs> right. Um, that it I, was indeed murder. Right. And what I, what I loved here, too, is actually that Ewan was impressed with Sean. You know, he's yes. like, yeah, Jules, you know, has told me all about you, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> you're really good. And the best part about this was that, like, so Gus goes, what did she say about me? And he goes, ha, uh, well, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. And that becomes a running gag. Mm -hmm. Just cracks me up every time. Probably for me, maybe the funniest thing in the, or one of the funniest things in this episode, because it goes like you get two thirds of the way through the episode before someone realizes that Guy Buttersnaps is not his real name. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've never talked to me about anyone, you know, you know, and so he gets all mad at him. So they, they run that gag a few times. It, it just cracks me up. Uh, but, you know, Jules asks you and to tag along. So they head to the military base. Lassie tries to, you know, again, another episode. Lassie flashes the badge, trying to get in someplace, and he gets shut down. They will not let him in. But yeah, he's out. He's outranked here. Yeah, he's outranked. And so Ewan is, that, is the one that gets him because he's, you know, he's, I don't know, a mercenary, special ops. Black, whatever you want to call him. He has the highest clearance probably that you can really get. Yeah. It's not like fucking presidential clearance. Like he is like legit. Yeah, he's um he's a 24 dude. Um he's Jack Bauer, right? 
you know, just uh, you know, a, a more jacked up Jack Bauer, but he gets him on the base. But this kind of sends out some red flags, you know, especially to to Doctor Claw. Um, but they but they get on the base, uh, and this is now where we meet Robert Patrick, and he is a fucking spitfire. I mean, like he plays the role of just like, you know, no nonsense. You know, get off my turf, military general that you could possibly have. He played it to a T. Yeah, he's a little bit of a you know you can't handle the truth type of yep. you know in your face a few good men and it's kind of what really this well. episode felt like was a few yeah. good men mm-hmm. yeah you know they're 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 getting inside the down and dirty what I do really like about this episode though and the way they set up John Cena is he is all about helping them getting them on there and solving the crime until he gets called by the higher power because they have a nice back and forth with Robert Patrick he gets some major general stuff which is always hilarious <laughs> say it, major good general. work I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Major General. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hemlock. Yeah. <laughs> fun word to say. Hemlock. Same thing. Yeah. Um, but until John Cena gets the call, they're all about it. And you get the nice, you know, um, turf dispute basically between yeah. Lassie and the general, Major General. Uh, and, you know, he begrudgingly actually lets them go there because John Cena is, you know, a big swing and D there. So yeah. they go down, they inve- investigate the motor pool. Yeah. And you that's find... where uh, private stocks worked. Yes, the man who was uh, uh, killed. And you do find out some interesting stuff here. Yeah, you find out that he was actually a, a model, uh, you know, military. Per, you know, he was he was a model, you know, uh, worker, worker, right? And he was soldier. the most conscientious soldier. Thank you, most conscientious private on the base. You know, he did everything to uh, to the T. You know, he wasn't going to, you know, you know, dick around. He wasn't one to you know sneak off or, or do anything. You know. Uh, that would get him or, or any of his fellow soldiers, you know, in trouble. Um, and so this is where we get, you know, we see Cena get that phone call. We get that scene where Dr. Claude tells him, um, you need to make sure that this case gets squashed, that the answers don't come out. Mm-hmm. No one finds out about it. Um, and you go, oh, well, what the hell is really going on here? And then we see that shift, you know, sort of in, in Ewan's character, um, and so he's being instructed to keep, you know, Stark's death under wraps. Um, and, um, yeah, he did give a little too to start though. He's like, I'm helping True. out on a case with my sister and, uh, you know, Santa Barbara PD, that's none of your business. I'm on vacation. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, you are my business. You can't go around flashing those credentials. Little convenient. I don't know if a guy of that level who just, you know, had him steal a briefcase and water escape would be involved on like a regular military thing, but it is pretty big. We find out the scope of it. They're fucking selling weapons, which is. Yeah. Which, you know, I loved the overall story, the Mm -hmm. overall plot of this episode. And I think how we get there is actually, um, again, it's very well constructed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of like the opposite of last week, right? Where, you you know, one of the weeks where we get a lot of comedy and the plot's just kind of there. You know, uh, whereas this or last week, it was all, all the drama was there and the plot was kind of meh this week. Right. The plot's all there and the co- comedy's kind of, you know, yeah. meh. but, um, you know, we get back to the station. You know, Sean thinks there's definitely, you know, something to Starks leaving the base because that feels, you know, out of character for him. And then we get, you know, um, you know, uh, you and saying, you know what? I, I think we should drop it, guys. This, this seems like a pretty cut and dry, uh, you know. Uh, suicide case, and so so now Sean is starting to think he's starting to look at you and go, Why is this guy flipping, you know, like that? You know, we don't oh, know. A lot I also about do him. love real quick when he's like, Well, what did you just run a marathon? He's oh, like, Oh, yeah, 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 and then he gives Gus the half nine, is like half marathon, yeah, <laughs> it's 8 26 in the morning. What else would I, would I be doing? Would you like run a marathon or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, Sean's picking up on on Ewan's uh, you know uh, shadiness here. So Sean and Gus, you know, because they they ask Ewan to get him back on the base. Is like, you know, it's not like something I can just do all the time, guys. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to be able to do it. So <laughs> I love this. Sean and Gus decide to sneak onto the military base, uh, and they get it's just a caught. quick cut too. Like yeah. they don't even show them getting caught. They just cut which to is, a truck driving by. Brilliant. Yeah, because uh, you, yeah. get, you get one of the great lines where Sean goes, uh, "What does he say?" He goes, uh, "Well, how would I how would I know a military base is actually going to have radar?" You mm-hmm. know, because <laughs> I think he said before, you know, we will fly under, under the radar. radar. 
but you know they're, they're there and major generals ripping them apart and so sean just in classic sean way just looks and goes okay here we go two words military psychic i'll give you first crack at it before i pitch it to nbc cbs was, oh cbs thank you which was just a great little little, little sean line there oh, you know um, why they said cbs uh no i do not know oh come on tick yes why would they say cbs I don't know. Are they owned by, uh, do they own USA? No, because they have the ones with the mentalist. Oh, Jesus, that's right. Man, I, I don't fucking know what channel the mentalist is on. I've it's never the, watched it's the, the channel for old people. It's fucking it CBS. It is. It's always CBS because that's what fucking Jag. Uh, Jag and uh, NCIS. All the CIS. NCIS, CSI, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. My brain's not 100% today. It's not 100% any day. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this because Major General steps out of. Um, the room for a second, and I love Gus's line here. He's like, he's going to get the bar of soap. No way are we getting D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's a is, great reference. Which is a great reference to Full Metal Jacket, which is a movie I haven't watched in a long time, and I don't think I really ever need to see again, to be honest. I'll watch the first half. I will never watch the second half again. Yeah, it's yeah. Different facts. fucking movie. <laughs> True. Um, and then, so, you know, Ewan had said, told them he couldn't get them on base. Sean and Gus look over. And there's Ewan. He's talking mm-hmm. to one of, um, uh, you know, one of the soldiers there. So now Sean really has his guard up. Yeah, and to me, that's the key thing there. And even if I was Juliet at that point, like that's suspicious. That's one hundred percent suspicious. Yeah, because he's saying one thing and and doing another. And mm-hmm. why is he there? Why why do all of a sudden did he flip? So you know, at this point in the episode, you know, John Cena's not the bad guy. We know. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know, right? But we're still trying to figure out what the hell is at play here because you you definitely have the the, the suspicion that not all is what it seems, and there's something really nefarious going on here. But you you like, well, okay, well, what is you know Cena's role in all of this? Where is this episode going? And you know, so we're back at the station. Sean and Gus are talking to Lassie about you, and this is where you, uh, Sean, kind of. Hints to Lassie, uh, you know, that he thinks Ewan might be involved. He's talking a little bit loudly. And we get a rare moment here of Lassie's kind of looking like, dude, dude, shut the fuck up. Right? Mm-hmm. That can't it. Because Jules comes in behind him and she is irate. Yeah, and somewhat rightfully so because, you know, his, she, he kind of just accused her brother yeah. of murder. We all know the case. That's not the yeah. case. Um, but that's one of those things. It's a... Uh, dramatic irony if you will we know that the people on stage we know more than the people know on stage right. which isn't always the case with psych you no. usually don't know that. you still don't know who fucking killed the guy right but you know that john cena isn't the bad guy so it's a nice little it's again a different way that they approach this episode that they don't really approach every episode with so i really like that psych does approach these in different ways and that's actually one of the only times you kind of get the cliffhanger commercial cut yeah yeah, because it goes to black, dips back up, and then she's like, "Oh, you fucking you you want to badmouth my brother after he did all this to help? It's clearly you, you, you're just jealous of him." I do love when John just like, "Come on, we're like basically like the same person." Yeah, or or basically, or when when Gus goes, "Remember at Christmas, you two accused my parents of murder." Oh, that's a good point too. That I do like that, and that's another thing that if you are a viewer, you're like, "Okay, good." They follow their own stories, winking a nod. I love not even winking a nod. It's straight yeah. up like that it is true. Yeah. And so I like that. Gus was like, hey, but you, you remember, right? You know, my parents, you know. On those, Christmas. On Christmas. So um, I thought that. But Jules is like, okay, she pretty much says challenge accepted. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you do your thing and you're going to prove, you know, that you're wrong uh, and I'm right. Um, so, you know, we're back at the base now. Everyone's there, you know, and, and one of the privates, you know, uh, we find out that one of the privates had a, you know, a broad off base. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's pulling a Billy D. He's sneaking off base and he's having, you know, Private Starks, who's your your typical, you know, model soldier. Stand up guy. Stand up guy. He's doing his buddy a solid. Um, he signs him into the ledger and sort of does his shift for him. Mm-hmm. But in the process, he saw something that night uh, that he shouldn't have seen. Right. And th- we, we, we get, you know, Ewan. You know, he's talking to Dr. Claw again, and he's like, you know, listen, you know, I, I'm i doing my best here, but this Sean character is, like, really good at his job. So 
I didn't add this to my nitpicks, but this would be a nitpick, a slight one, a small one. Like we're supposed to believe John Cena is like the best of the best. And he's getting well, know, he's more of like the guy who went in to get Saddam Hussein. I don't think right. he's technically Jack Bauer. He's like the guy you send in to like clean up the mess. Yeah, but he should have been able to clean this mess up a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but Sean gets, he... Sean gets the, the one up on pretty much everybody. True, true, true. Uh, but, you know, but again, we get more of that use it, you and praising Sean. Like, ah, you know, he's he's outsmarting me. Right. And, and what so... I do like about Ewing's approach is he's like, I'm not mad. What I'm going to do is I'm going to follow him to the target and then I'm going to take him out. Yeah. So this he's is like, what, this is what he does actually. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he knows like, okay. all right, this guy's got me beat. Thing. So I'm going to sniff this guy to the end and then I'll take care of it. Like to me, that's, you know, that's how I work. Like, you, if you, you talk me off that yeah, nitpick, yeah. you talk me off. <laughs> First ever been talked off a nitpick. Doc slight fun. <laughs> slight fun ever. Yeah. <laughs> but this is great because this is where it sort of all comes together. And we're, we're actually getting it a little bit earlier than we typically do because what this episode also does really well that some of the other episodes, most of the episodes don't do, is we get a pretty lengthy uh, bit of the show after the reveal. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the reveal, and then we'll get a quick little humorous scene afterwards and then credits. This was, you know, we, we got a little bit more here. So, you know, what happened was it's just, you know, classic case of wrong place, you know, wrong time. You know, private uh, Starks is there, you know, trying to help out. He's covering a shift for his buddy so he can go, you know, get some strange off the base. And what he sees is his superior or he sees someone, uh, you know, doing an arm steal, doing an arm steal on the base. You know, I I don't think you need us to tell you that's a a no, no. Right. And so Starks being the soldier that he is, he goes to his superior to report this. The problem is is the superior superior is the guy selling the weapons uh so that's that's basically who you know who how and why is you know you know the guy's got to cover his tracks now so you know all in all i thought you the guy did a pretty good job at staging a suicide um and you know covering his tracks really well the problem being is that he kept dealing the weapons. Yes. <laughs> and that's how he gets caught by Sean and Gus. Uh, Being able know, to figure it out by him still doing what he's doing and knowing that Starks is the kind of guy who would have reported him. Also, what I really like about this episode, and if we ever had Steve Franks, this would be a type of question I would ask him. So this episode would have worked without Ewing. Like they wouldn't, they would have had to get like warrants and they still could have approached the base and all that kind of stuff. But I wondered if they were like, okay, we have this story. Maybe this is a chance that we can work in a family member for Jules to build her character a little more, create a little more tension with Sean and Jules before we bring them together. Because it is just kind of like random to like, all right, John Cena, throw him in there, you know, because you already have one pretty big guest star. So I think it's a nice way to add depth to a few characters in this episode with him. Yeah, and it and it also could have been like, hey, you know, John Cena, you know, USA, he's got this movie coming out, mm-hmm. um, popular show on USA at the yeah. time. But they know. see that and be like, oh, this is an opportunity to add this to Jules thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. also kind of smart too because he appears in one of the movies. So like, if we make Juliet's brother John Cena, there's a chance we might get him again. Yeah. So I think this works out for everyone in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was it was definitely a win-win. And I think it helps set up a good relationship between the two companies, you know, because the studio and the company, because next week's episode, we get Stacey Keebler. Hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also get the big show. Uh, we've already had Mickey James. Charlotte you get, Flair. You get Charlotte in one of the movies, right? So there's definitely a good working relationship there. And I think it's a good, like, it's a good stepping stone for some of these wrestlers that want to transition into uh, the next step. Like, like John Cena, like look where he was then and look where he is now. Right. Oh, yeah, like, he's an he didn't now. need psych to become peacemaker, but it was just part of the resume and it gave him some comedic chops. I think people can look Ooh. at it and be like, you know, Hey, you know, he's, he is actually pretty funny. 
And then when he finally gets cast, he was in that movie Cockblockers. But I think once he finally got cast in the Suicide Squad, that was his ro- absolute rocket ship to the moon. His big ticket up, yeah. And you know, yeah. when he even appeared in the movie, he had already been in a lot of movies. He wasn't necessarily a list from. Yeah, he was in those movies. straight to straight to streaming, straight to DVD kind of movies. You know, no, no, no. Blockers had been out, I think, when that. Well, I'm talking the, about like the Marine and you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was yeah. in uh, the Amy Schumer movie too. Also, I just oh, looked up right. the list. The Bella Twins were in one of the episodes later on, season eight. Uh, and then I The Miz. I was going to say The Miz. When the was Miz he in was, an episode? The Miz was in the episode, season seven, I think, where they're doing the reality TV show. Oh, yes, yeah, he was. He's one of the okay. contestants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bella Twins. Bert's in. Bert's in. You got to watch all eight seasons before you can go watch that one, though, Bert. You know? He's a big, uh, he's a big uh, Nikki Bella stan. He does, he practices the dance in front of the mirror by himself, and he's about you know three bills. And so you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> so, so now that we have the reveal, what we get here now is an extension of the episode a little bit. So we get, like I said, we get that reveal a little bit early, and so. You know they've they figured it out. They're, they're they're you know they've got Wallach in handcuffs. You know Sean's talking with Ewan, um, and then Sean's you know you know Sean's sort of in a you know he's trying to piece it all together. And by the time he kind of snaps to Ewan's gone, Wallach is gone, and they've got to try and find him before something bad happens. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry, I, I got lost. Think about Nikki Bella. <laughs> no, I was I was looking at the other wrestlers that had been in it. Um. But yeah, we find all of that out and we see that John Cena has disappeared while Sean is remembering stuff, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, he takes off with Gus and then Jules is like, oh, well, what are they doing? So you kind of get the whole thing playing out on the docks, which I think are the same docks that uh, the yin yang thing plays out at. Oh, yeah. Good call. The end of this season, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we get the confrontation there. He still doesn't know Gus's name. It's Gus. How hard is that? Yeah. Uh, but you see John Cena, you know, gun to this guy's fucking face, and he's ready to pull the trigger, and Sean's trying to talk him down. And another thing here, you know, like we saw in one of the last episodes too, like this guy's ready to fucking fire. Like uh, what's his name in the last episode? You know, he just shoots Sean in the chest, and Sean uh, takes a shot in the dark. John Cena is not fucking backing down. He's got this guy in his eye, his eyesights, and he's going to shoot him. Yeah, because I mean that's a big thing, you know. Uh, that that's the traitorous, treasonous mm-hmm. act to sell, you know, military weapons to a foreign country, mm-hmm. to a foreign adversary, and so that's why you know Doctor Claw was like, "All right, all right, you gotta take care of this guy, keep it on him, because we can't let this get out." And so you know he's about to kill, him, and then Jewel shows up, mm-hmm. and you know you can, she actually did a, a good job acting here. Like, this is oh no, she is a good actor actress a lot of the times but some of her deliveries every once in a while i'm just like huh yeah are you directed to do that because that's a lot like yeah here's the here's the statements oh i'll read them i'll read them yeah but her emotional range here is great and she she nails the scene and so she you know she tells you and you know she's disappointed and you know it was because of him that she's a Mm -hmm. cop and bop 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 so she's got to do the right thing she goes to arrest him and then we cut scene. It's the next. Oh, hang day. on, real quick. It's oh. the my favorite part is when. Oh boy. She goes, you know, uh, you know, starts saying she's going to go through with it. She's going to arrest him. And let's see. He goes, "You're not going to shoot your big brother." And then last, he just pops up from behind. No, oh, yeah. but I will. Yeah. <laughs> Good old lastly, time another guy ready to shoot at you know the drop of a hat. Oh yeah. Um, but get a cut scene to the next day. They're outside the SPPD. You see a bunch of prisoners getting loaded on the bus to go to prison, and someone is conspicuously absent. Uh, Jules asks where uh, inmate uh, you know O'Hara is, and he goes, "We we don't have a Ewan O'Hara on this list." So, and he would one hundred percent if he was that kind of guy would get out of that in like a heartbeat. Oh yeah. By the yeah. way, have you seen the guys who got Saddam in the bunker? They're all John Cena. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're CLP, all like yeah, they're... John Cena people. Like they're yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like biceps the size of my head. Like it's kind of amazing that there are real people that aren't like professional athletes who protect our country that like are in that. It's just crazy. That's why you know my father is a you know was a career military man. I have the utmost respect because they are willing to do what I'm not. Right, put your you know life on the line to you know for others, and so those guys. Yoked 
right? Oh, yeah. is, this, is this a new no. slang, by the way? Couple of Kevins. Couple of Kevins, maybe. Right? <laughs> you and I, Kevins. You know, is that does that mean something, Bert? Like, you know. Oh, oh, oh! I think you know our uh, Kev G, who's all juiced up in the. Uh... Oh, gotcha, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a couple of Kevins. Yeah, yeah. yeah sucking down bananas and uh, you know protein shakes. Uh, lots of tuna fish. Lots of tuna fish for protein. So. Um, you know, like I said, solid episode. Uh, I did think I'm going to take a couple of chunks of pineapple off this one when we get mm-hmm. there. But Billy, let's head into that Thundercats ho, baby. Oh, oh. So uh, yeah, so kind of like last week, there there aren't a ton of memorable moments because uh, this is you know one of those episodes again where when it's more plot driven, you're just sort of you're trying to figure out you know get to point A to point B, and and so we you know. Those scenes that stand out where there's a lot of, you know, uh, comedy to it, it, it kind of lacks a little bit. But... I mean, Gus doing the lines from an officer and a gentleman with a random guy. Is well, the, that whole scene, man, is that and he's doing the push ups right. And, and it, I don't it know. Was, yeah, absolutely classic. Like, I'm going to you know let the cat right out of the bag here. Gus was my favorite character this episode. Was he really? He was wow. just because of that scene, because of how mad he got every time, you know, uh, people forgot his name or didn't mm-hmm. didn't know his name. Uh, just, just some of the subtlety there with Gus just, you know, I enjoyed a lot because while Sean was was typical Sean, he wasn't like home. I, I wasn't in, I was never in stitches in this episode. And this is not a particular episode that I quote a ton or even quote all that often. Um, but, um, I did enjoy, you know, Sean and Gus sneaking on the base, you know, under the radar, Gus doing the pushups, reciting the, the lines, you know, um, all that was great. But I think the real big memorable scene in this episode was the subplot with Abigail. Yeah, that was pretty good. You got a couple of uh, little dabbles here. You got it at the beginning, right, when they're uh, looking over the crime scene. She's didn't take it as well as I thought she would. Yeah. She was a little taken aback by it. And then you get the scene with them in the bed where he's clearly trying to make it up to her. You get the phone call a little before that. You know, yeah. we'll spend some time together. I'm sure. sorry for showing you a dead body on a date. <laughs> uh, and then she drops the bomb that she's going to visit Kamala in Uganda. Yeah, and this, we get a again, we get some more wrestling talk here, mm-hmm. Billy. Yeah, yeah, the Kamala, the Ugandan gi- giant, whose name is I think like Jim Davis or something. No, yeah. Garfield guy, something like a regular name, and she knows it, and Sean loves that about her. But you can kind of tell that Sean, as much as he likes this lady, he's not a hundred percent feeling it because like he doesn't really care about her hopes and dreams. He's just like, I would ask you to stay, and that's kind of a dick, dick thing to do. Yeah, but she's also naive on her part too. So like, this is. I think what they did with this relationship going back to last season was really great because like when he called her, you know, to kind of set up that first date, like a very subtle line. Gus is like, you sure you want to do that? Because Sean knows and Gus knows that Abigail's not the girl. No, it's Jules. Yeah. Abigail is just the girl that's there. So they did a really good job of like, yeah, there's a good rapport, there's a good relationship between Sean and Abigail, but the chemistry, the connection, you know, really isn't there. And so when she blurts out that she's going to Uganda in two days, like, I know it's a dick move, you know, it's a, it's a very selfish thing for Sean to say, well, I would have asked you not to go. Uh, it's a real dick move to not be forthright with your partner. Yeah, for six months. Yeah, and tell them, oh, in two days, in two, I've, oh, I've been trying to tell you. It was only like point. two weeks, though. Yeah. It wasn't like she knew for a year. Right. But that would, to me, that would be one of the first things I would say. You don't let two weeks go by, uh, and then you're when you're leaving in two days, so she, she, she should have told him sooner. Mm. And so Sean has a very selfish response, but it's a very honest response, right? Mm. Where... You, you, she, he would say, well, I, I'd ask you not to stay. She goes, well, I'd hope you'd come with me. And he's got a very good point. He's like, what the fuck am I going to do with Uganda? What yeah, the hell is Gus going to do here? You know, yeah. like our, mm-hmm. everything that we have is here. And so, you know, it really set a lot of tension. Um, but it ended somewhat positively where she's about to get on the plane to go do her thing. And they're very amicable. They haven't broken up They're You know, they, this is probably 
the closest they've been, like chemistry wise. This is the most we've seen them together, really. Yeah. Besides the Bollywood episode where she's in it a little bit too. Yeah. And we won't get her again until the yeah, until the season finale. And that's all she wrote. Which is where we get the breakup, which is not only is that one of my all time favorite episodes, period, and one of the best finales of a show uh, of a season, period. But that breakup scene that we'll get between Sean and Abigail and the music choice and everything, like that has always stuck with me. That is so well done. Yeah, I, I enjoy that as well. Uh, I think I like the the first Yang one is pretty amazing too. And it's kind of like this episode where they leave a lot of extra time at yeah. the end to kind of play that out. So we get the scene at the airport and we even get the setup for the Yang episode because she gives the specific day yes. that she's coming back, which is the day that the second Yang event plays out. Yeah, which is great. So like this, this episode, I think, did a lot it planted a lot of really good seeds mm -hmm. um it fell just short of being a top tier psych episode but mm -hmm. hey still it's a really it's a, it's a really it's good a episode. good episode it's a good yeah. episode so my my only least favorable part of the show is abigail i think just in general she kind of stinks <laughs> that's just me like not like not the performance not, not the actress i just think her character kind of stinks <laughs> But I think she's supposed to kind of stink. I think yeah. you're supposed to like be like, uh, why is he with her? He should be with Jules. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I just you know got a little miffed. Two days. You tell a brother in two days. That ain't right. Come on, son. Come, Come on, son. son. Um, so uh, favorite character for you, William. I'm going to go Major General just to yeah. switch it up here. He was fucking hilarious when he's like, uh, this country was built from a standing yeah. position. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that uh what is it? Uh the forefathers when they signed the, the Declaration of Independence were 32 all standing. of them were standing. Yeah. Well, thank you for that history lesson. <laughs> they didn't have uh phones when I was killing nine people with my bare hands and the whatever he said. Yeah. Did he say the chow? I think so. I don't he even was know what great. that means. Robert Patrick nailed it. And uh, if you ask me, he may have outdone Cena, right? Like Cena was good. He definitely. Oh, as you know, an actor. I mean, John Patrick. Well, as an actor, you know, but as a character on the episode, right? I mean, definitely act circles around him. But I, yeah, I did like his character. His, more his than character I was very made to fit. John yeah. Cena actually had to play a little bit of a dynamic role here where he's playing uh, kind of a two face. So right. it, that's not an easy thing to pull off where you're doing nope. one thing and doing the other. Yeah. Um, even though in wrestling history, no one has been, uh, betrayed in his life more than John Cena. Everyone he's ever tagged with just fucking eventually just stabs him in the back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the, the, the character for Patrick is just, it's, it's tailor made for him. It really was. It was perfect. I hope I at least I get to my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was great. So we actually did get a couple of good lines on this. Uh, I love it when uh, in the beginning, when Ewan is, uh, you know, he's when he's kind of gushing over Sean about mm -hmm. all the things that 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 Jules has said about him. He goes, uh, he called him prophetic. He goes, what you're you prophetic. I, I said you were prof you're prophetic, right? Just that like Sean, like misinterpreting the word like that's a classic thing to do. Um, oh, <laughs> you're you a Colonel Clink reference here, too. Oh, that's right. Um, I, you know, you already mentioned I'm licensed to carry on the planet, but I love this where he goes, we'll require one of those Hummers and my partner will need a corn cob pipe. That's, that's a Colonel Clink reference, right? I, I think so. I'm, I'm not as familiar with my Colonel Clink, uh, but probably. I, I, you Let know. me give it a quick goose. Cause I think that's uh Hogan's yeah, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Being that Jay is walking around with the corn cob pipe. Um, oh, and again, another classic shot thing. He goes, would you ask the Egyptians, you know, cause I think. Ewan here is asking Sean how he does the whole psychic thing. And Sean goes, would you ask the Egyptians how they built the pyramids? Would you ask Yo-Yo Ma how he makes music sound like heaven? <laughs> would you ask Iron Mike Sharp why he would shower for nine hours after only wrestling for ten minutes? Another wrestling drop. Yeah. I would say yes to all those things. We want to, we want to know all you know the answers to all those things, uh, which I thought was great. Um Let's see here. Uh, the Howler Monkey in my dreams wearing the overalls playing the glockenspiel is my inner child pleading for me one. to cling to my childhood. Like, yeah, if there's a Sean reference ever, that 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 <laughs> is it. Um, That's like the uh, 
Clem made of entirely out of cocoa. Right, right, right. Oh, and then when Major General says something about idiocy to Sean, and he goes, is there another type of idiocy that would be accepted? <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Which is kind of a line I want to use one day. Like, I want to find, you know, a point where I can say, well, is there another and this is the ultimate. Idiocy? This is the <laughs> ultimate Cena line, and it's the way he delivers it, too, is the ultimate Cena line. That's an edgy tank weapon. And you're pointing it at yourself. Yeah, because it's so dry, and it's mm. so perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, thanks for scoring us these dope army costumes. Those, those are aren't costumes. costumes. Those are military-issued uniforms. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. oh, you know how I feel about Pierce, Sean. They're covered in pelican urine. Classic Gus. Classic Gus. So, yeah, some good lines. But, like, again, like, uh, there's a few things that definitely get a couple of chuckles. But I, I'm mm-hmm. not in stitches, you know, no. really at any point in this episode. Um, so, Creamsicle, lacking. Creamsicle's lacking this week, William. Yeah, not a ton. I mean, they do have a couple of sneaky references that they get in here and there, but nothing super direct. Um, pineapples on Abigail's dresser. No, don't be a no descriptions of Lassie. Uh, we do get the winner of the nicknames. So that's at least something for this episode. It yeah, has the greatest nickname uh, in the history of psych, according to the definitive psych episode review podcast. Screw the other. I've heard it both ways. And I don't even know what the fuck they call the other one. Yeah. Um, no, really Henry father of the year moment. He only shows up in the cold open, which is yeah. uh, probably really? it happens. It happens sometimes, maybe once or twice a season. I wonder if he's never been in an episode at all. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. But we'll have, we'll have, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to put so our far. I think, yeah, he's, on. he's been in every one of them. And then, yeah, I mean, not knowing, uh, Gus's name is a pretty good one, and then we get Full Metal Jacket again, not a direct reference, which I kind of like. Yeah, I, I th- those are my favorite references when you've got to think about it for a second, you know, when it's not, you know, you know, so on the nose, but when they turn somebody's jacket. name into a verb, right? right. <laughs> We're not getting Dion D'Onofrio, which right. only works in that you have to be on a military base and make a reference to like a bar of soap, right? Exactly. So it was a perfect, it was a perfect like line to drop. Um, officer and a gentleman was on the nose because mm. they actually say officer and a gentleman. Oh, the other great reference here is enemy mine. Um, because they talk about uh they talk about Lou Gossett Jr. from Officer and Gentleman. Mm. And I think Gus says something where Sean says, like, you know, he felt like a real father figure to me yeah. in that movie. And Cena goes, Yeah, I felt the same way about enemy mine. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's I, I think it's Dennis Quaid okay. and Lou Gossett Jr. Oh. And I think Lou Gossett Jr. plays like an alien. It's a sci-fi movie. Give it a you know, give it a, a googs, give it a bang, give it a jeeves. It's a. I remember watching this movie when I was a kid with my mom. For so I I don't know, but it it, it sat with me because there's a scene where they're sort of in a cave and it scared the fucking piss out of me. And uh, it's always it's always stuck with me. Uh, and so I've never forgotten that movie. So definitely check that one out. Uh, we get a great Santini reference. Uh, we get the Kamala WWE from before. Uh, so I had first put this down as a 6.9, uh, but I think it probably falls more in that 6.6, 6.5 kind of range. Yeah, I'll give it a 6.4. It definitely didn't have the comedy to carry it. The story was pretty good. Um, yeah. You could poke a little holes here and there, like the fact that Cena and his boss were so involved, but it did turn out to be something. Yep. So I just don't think they sh- they would have ever thought it would have been that deep. Uh, but I guess if, you know, somebody's, you know, faking a suicide, it can't be, you know, just nothing. Right. Um, and you, you're right. You could have taken Cena out of this and taken that whole thing out. And it's still, uh, still, been still an movie. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. You know, falls a little short, you know, but it's sort of right there with some of the other ones, you know, from this season. So it's still like an 80 by our scale or whatever. Oh, yeah. Hands down. So it'll be fun to see how Morocco really skews the rankings of this Mm -hmm. season when we have him on. Uh, Yeah, but I think he does what Rossi did to the um, DSG list. Although I heard you're getting some uh, some flack because you forgot like every other movie. (laughs) So I so so here's the thing. So I didn't include movies I didn't watch. Ah. So there's DC movies on there that I didn't I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the Venom movies. Um, I didn't watch uh, the Harley Quinn movie. I didn't watch the original Suicide Squad. Like there was a bunch of movies I didn't watch. Uh, there was a couple of movies I left off, like um, a Road to Perdition, because when I watched those movies, I didn't necessarily know they were comic book movies, and so like I I felt like I'd be a fraud if I put them on there. 
You know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely, and then I, I just flat out blanked on Shazam. That one should have been on there. Uh, mm. and I just, I just forgot that one. That, that one's on me, but I didn't put movies on there. I didn't watch. So, yeah, I forgot yeah. Scott Pilgrim was a movie. Uh, yep. that was a comic movie and I forgot that. What was that? I forgot that mask of the phantasm was allowable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't pull a fryer. I didn't throw a thousand cartoons on there. I think I had Scott Pilgrim on there. Um, but I might not. I might have. I might have left that one off. But anyways, different podcast, different dork, idle hands. May fifteenth live show. They'll be going over numbers one through twenty five of the top comic book uh, movies. But until then, Billy, come on, son. Come on, son. What do we got next week? Uh, so we have the appearance of one of the hottest ladies in psych history in the episode. Thrill Seekers and Hellraisers, oh. and we're not even talking about Stacey Keebler. Yeah, well, you fucking facts, son. She was this this girl. I, I can't remember the Sarah Shahi or something. Yes, oh, she was on the show Person of Interest. Uh, She's a person of interest, all right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let me tell you. Uh, great, great, great fun episode. This one does have a lot more of the yucks. We get more uh, Sean using kittens to tell mm. deliver bad news to Gus in this episode. I believe <laughs> this bunny's strong. He must oh, be buddies. Colombian. But, yeah. <laughs> and also, she's married to Steve Howie, who's the guy from uh, The Next Door Neighbor in, uh, like, Shameless. So, oh, And they've been together him. since 1997. Oh, so shit. he pulled good that and him. he pulled it early. So they've been together good for, for fucking almost 25 years. Good for you. Good for, good for you. you. Good for you. So, Billy, what do we uh, – we already did that. Okay. Where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us on the multitude of things, but mainly go to the Facebook page if you want to find us all there. And then all of these people will have their own podcasting platforms on all the typical places you find podcasts. TLDR, Change My Mind, PCP, Dork, Mac and Goo. I think that is all the podcasts. Yep. Try to put them in order of importance, starting with us, uh, obviously, and then <laughs> going down to TLDR and then – so on and so forth. Either way, you can find them all there on any of the podcasting platforms. And then also check out the streamers yourself. Well, you'll be streaming a little bit, some Mario Kart. You know it. Uh, at Backcracker. And then on this channel, uh, if you're on the Twitch. And then Shime Time. And then Dork does it on the YouTube. Yes. All right. Billy. So until next week, my friend. Wait for it. Frank says hi.